Tales from the East End, episode 188, and it's me, Gary P, of course, the Prof Kel, right? Hi, everybody, we're mask free today, Gary. Mask free, and the Scratcher episode 188, so it's, uh, it's a yeah. big one. Have you find them no masks? Yeah. When I came into work on Monday, it was quite strange. Yeah, I had them on, and I said, oh, fuck this, I'll take it off. Maybe public transport and crowded areas and things like that, but you know, we're mask free. Yeah, and buses, like, you know, it's, most people still wear them, so you just kind of like, oh, alright, I'll put mine on too. Yeah, so. yeah, just that type of thing, yeah, but... Um, it's very strange at work now, I must say. No, nobody's wearing it at work. Don't like, recognise you know, anyone. Actually, you you said you're you're keeping yours on for a few weeks, but uh, then again, a mate in work just started coughing freely without doing it into his arm, and I was just like, hang on, we're, <laughs> we're not quite there yet. Now. No, we're not that loose. Of course, we have a sponsor as well, Leinster Credit, and of course, Ocean Electrical. They are top, top class. Check them out, Google them. And where are they our sponsors, Prof? Because they got your back. We have three games to catch up on today. The home wins of a UCD Andrade with a heartbreaking trip to Derry in between. So, um, big, long chat today. And three bleeding storms of the week since we last talked to you, Prof, for extra bonus points. What were their names? Yeah, bleeding Eunice, bleeding Dudley. Dudley Franklin I didn't even know that Eunice Dudley and Franklin Sounds all, like some shit Wrestling stable <laughs> All pricks mm. All three of them And uh, I think the lads Would have seen it I put it in the chat The video of my tree Swaying <laughs> Perilously Above my house it's Like a horror film it's Just ominous, <laughs> ominously Leaning in Towards you How has that survived Three storms I, I don't know Just thought it would have Fallen me by now But uh I assume this pales in comparison to your uh, issues, Garrett, just just so I can set this up. Uh, the day after the draft of the game, uh, you came in, you came into work so on the Tuesday morning, but it still said on your WhatsApp, Garrett, last seen yesterday, 3pm, and the first thing I said to you was, you lost your phone, didn't you? And you were like, yeah, and you were, you were building up this big story, but... For those of you who listen to the Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast, something I love that they do, they refuse to tell each other stories now during the week. They don't even talk to each other. Every time one of them starts to, starts to do it, they're like, no, no, save it, save it, save it, save it, podcast, save it, save it, save it. So I've been looking forward to this all week, even though it, just, it, it sounds bad. A, but a calamitous week. It, it sounds it bad. literally just got worse five minutes ago as well. So three o'clock Monday, uh, doing something more can we fall. I had to take pictures or something, so mishandled the phone of course I don't have a cover on it and it's flipping up in the air you can imagine me trying to grab it and as I tried to grab it I actually sent more force downwards <laughs> and the second it hit the ground it just smashed and caused it smashed not even looking at it <laughs> went to the shop so flew out and I had a meeting at 4 o'clock at the meet when the lads deco to get a load of gear off them for the live shows right so amps and stuff so I'm thinking right I've no phone I'll go anyway he knows we're meeting at 4 it's near his apartment I'll just stand outside he's bound to come out I'm flying along, dropped the phone into the shop, flying up the tallet, had to go to the bank, had to go in and physically transfer money over because I had no phone. Did that, got the money out, straight up the deco. I'm looking up and I'm like, right, he's not coming out. So I just start going, Deco! <laughs> Old school. Right, nobody's coming, they're all looking out, something goes, shut up! Deco! <laughs> no chance, Deco's not coming out. I'm typing in apartment numbers, 55. Deco? No one answered. 56 Deco Fuck off This isn't Deco <laughs> Shut up I'm like Oh for fuck's sake So I thought Right brainwave One of the lads lives around Aussie Nate Lives around the corner Went around to Aussie Nate Ring Deco Tell him on the way So bing bang bosh 
funnily enough, talking to Deco, in the middle of talking about Derry, he said, yeah, yeah, it was crazy, it was crazy, and then we were in the stands, and I said, we were walking back to the bus with the ultras, and I was like, with that guy there, and then he just walked by, the guy I was talking about, mid-conversation, from the <laughs> ultras, and I was like, this is not, this, this is nuts, I literally had said his name, and he, he walked around the corner, I was like, this is insane, right, so I got the stuff, went home, went and got, Jaden brought him training kickboxing the whole lot came back we're going to the draw of the game Maya has a season ticket Jaden has a season ticket my season ticket's gone it's lost can't find it uh, here it's gone nowhere to be seen right so bring them up into the, into the ground it's all good 3-1 win happy enough with that on the way home about kilometre away from the house boom car blows up so I'm thinking there can't be anymore well, is that is that the third one now? So things happen in threes, but in this case, it's That's, six can't or be seven. Anymore. Ring the insurance, go through the whole rigmarole, yeah, send out the tow, and they're like, oh, we just see that your NCT is out by two days. Can't get a tow truck. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm looking around, falling down moment, I'm going to get a bazooka and fucking rally the penny hill over. Yeah. So a friend of mine comes up, sends out his mate to do the tow. The tow man comes up, I'm chatting away to him, and... He's like, oh, you're Robert's man. He's like, yeah. He goes, I'm just out of daily mount myself. I was like, oh, no. He says, you're not a boss. He goes, I'm a boss fan, yeah? I was like, this is... I'm done. I'm finished. <laughs> just I'm totally finished. Just checking out now. So, that was it. And then... Uh, I had to get a rental car. So, I tried to transfer my insurance over to the rental car. Insurance wouldn't do it. Then he wanted some sort of bullshit courtesy car. So, I said, Joe, oh, this is this is ridiculous. So went got a got a got a, a cor- got a rental car. Went to get the rental car, and just at the end of the transaction, your man says, "I can't give you the rental car." I says, "No, this can't be happening. This can't be happening." <laughs> Did you just shout, "No, I don't"? I was just like, dropping to me. I was like, "No," and then he just uh, he we worked something out, and I got it in the end. But it's been the most testing week of my life, of my life. I'd like to move swiftly on now, please, bro. Let's talk about football. That is madness. <laughs> Ridiculous. I thought I was going to find the whole thing funny, but now I just I'm in. in I was laughing, but not now anymore. I'm in amazement. That's not laughing anymore. <laughs> so much shit happened in succession. So yes, feedback to one eight six anyway. Prof. Robert Bain. Nice to hear some proper music played at the end of the podcast with some fans of the music. Yeah, that was we were coming back by Cox Sparrow. What the name there? Um, another thing sent in just listening to the latest podcast and the discussion around ticket prices Darren clearly used to be a sports news reporter for 98FM and a huge Shells fan so that says it all really yeah Spragsy was on the, the TV's hotline that was the show before uh, Roddy Collins and he said I'm famous now <laughs> yeah. he's on the hotline someone found an old Billy Lord photo wearing the members crest on his jacket so Mark Lynch told us that it's a 1959 crest reworked as we are known as the Shamrock Rovers AFC from the 20s onwards for many years. So, nice little bit of nostalgia there. Yeah, and Jim Conroy heard us uh, discuss this uh, old crest and he was eager to tell us uh, the origin of it. So, he sent me one of his classic voice notes. So, uh, I'm going to play it now. Here's Jim. Hi, Hoopers. Jim Conroy here. Just uh, just like to share a, a bit of information with, with you. Um, yeah, about... the. Uh, Got home from the Michael D. Cup win against Pats, as you know, it was a very cold night. So, got got home, had a can of stout, and uh, opened up me uh, me membership package because it was too, the hands were too frozen at the game to open. But I was glad I waited till I got home. It, the, the, the actual package, it's 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 really it's really really good this year. 
and I love the crest on the scarf, the you know the the badge and 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 and, and the membership ticket itself. It, it's a really lovely, lovely badge. I immediately associate the, the badge or crest with, with with our club's glorious history, especially the 1959-61 era. When Gary and Carl and Cord asked to its origins, I had to get on to you to 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 to, to kind of share, share share me a little story with you. Uh, and uh, as I say, that they mentioned this on 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 the podcast number one eight six. Firstly, I'll go back to the 13th of March, 1988. On that day, myself, Tommy Conroy, Dick Dolan, Jason Maloney, among others, climbed into Glenmalore Park and uh, we found we found items lying strewn. It was kind of strewn around the place. The, the place was it was in an awful state. Because it's well, like it's well known that the coins they, they destroyed all the club art, artifacts, photos, everything. They, they, they either burned or threw them out in skips. But we did, but we did rescue. We did rescue some items. The OGC Nice pendant from the European Cup game in 1959 really stood out. It's it's a it's a really really lovely item. We had nowhere to, 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 to kind of give it, no, no one really to give it to because because we'd no home at the time, we'd no permanent home. So it ended up, it was, I had it for the next 21 years. It was behind, hanging behind me bed and it, 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 when I was living in Coolock and now in Donamead. I got great pleasure in 2009 when we finally Ended our homeless years and moved to Tallis Stadium, and I and I gave the penance. I presented them to, to to Shamrock Rovers Football Club. It was very appropriate that her first game at Tallis was on the thirteenth of March, two thousand and nine, because it, it was exactly twenty one years to the day since 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 we found them items in in, in Glenmalure Park. Robbie Tommy of the Heritage was, was was very impressed with the with the OGC Nice pennant. I'll always remember that. The crest in the middle really stands out. It's the it's the Dublin the Dublin Castles and it's of course it's SRAFC and uh, the, and some lovely embroidery of shamrocks on it. Like, and it's it's obvious that that. Uh, that 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 the, the membership crest this year is is, is very very similar. In fact, Robbie, I think used it, got some ideas from it and from the overall pennant for some some of the lovely items he's he's produced, especially pennants over the years for Shamrock Rovers, especially to uh, present to 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 other clubs. The that crest or badge also appeared on the on the club blazers. For the for the USA tour in nineteen sixty one, the term AFC was widely used up to the early seventies. It meant, of course, Association Football Club. For example, in nineteen seventy seventy one, even the, it, it still said AFC on on the Shamrock Rovers season ticket, and it was always on the front of the match programs, especially in the thirties, forties, and fifties. Not just Rovers, the other clubs um, uh, did, did did the same thing. You see, 
AFC, Association Football Club. Then you had RFC was Rugby Football Club, RLFC was Rugby League Football Club, etc., etc. So it was a way of differentiating the soccer clubs from, from other clubs, including the Gaelic clubs as well, the GAA clubs. By the way, the game against Nice was a memorable one-all draw in the game where Liam Hennessy scored a famous goal and we were only deprived of victory by, by a brilliant display by the legendary uh, Nice goalkeeper, a guy called Lamia. My favourite rubber scarf is the one I wear usually to the games and it's from, it's from that game against Sligo on the greatest night in our history on the 13th of March 2009. I usually wear that scarf to, on, on the cold nights watching the hoops. The member scarf for 2002 it means just as much as it's a lovely connection to the great teams of yesteryear. We have every right to have pride in our past and faith in our future. Keep on hooping. Yeah, so uh, Jim, once again, is a uh, great. Like, <laughs> we have a couple of people doing impressions of him now as well, Prof. <laughs> yeah, I know who that is. Some very good ones, but great stuff uh, from Jim. Always a fountain of knowledge. Ah, he's unbelievable. Uh, Friday on my plagiarizer podcast had a phone in voice message segment and answering a set of questions with phone ringing sound effects hmm where have I heard that before Prof interesting your own fucking segments uh, and uh, this, um, this I think this was Maloney pointed this out but um, the Hungarian team how do you pronounce their name Ferenc Varos Ferenc Varos go with one of them Prof they um they went top of their uh, league table and then Dudelange in Luxembourg also went top. So when that happened, we were no longer seeded with the Champions League. Oh, shit. But then Dudelange have since dropped second again. So I'm not sure if it's changed, but it just seems to be on a knife edge. Like you're talking like decimal points where or not we're going to be seeded in these Champions League qualifiers. So that was a bit of bad news. Uh, we got plenty of birthday wishes because it was our fifth anniversary. Uh, this was a message from Eamon. If you want to read it, there you go. Five years at Tifties, is it? I can hardly remember life without it. We've been blessed overseas for a while with the streaming service and explosion of podcasts and online content around the league. We can see replays on Twitter almost same day and even watch games back if the time zone makes a live watch possible. It's a far cry from refreshing Airtel, extra time.ie. Putting a call into my dad at half time to get an update. Sometimes it makes it even harder to be away, but I wouldn't trade it either. But with all of the available, to have something like Tifties brings a deeper level of involvement. Proper Rovers content by proper Rovers people. We are lucky to have the two lads and long may it continue. It's great to see them being more and more involved in an official capacity as well. Not about that, Prof. Not after, not after last week. <laughs> we could all probably do a Rovers podcast. I definitely think and talk about Rovers enough to fit a few hours a week. But to have the cojones, the cojones oh. to actually do one at a high level in such terms of content for five years or something else. So, through a pandemic as well. Fair play, lads, and thanks. And uh, That's amazing from Eamon. Thank, really, really so nice message. Yeah, thanks really for that. Nice. Eamon is uh, our good old friend who likes to buy us beer, isn't he? Yep. Once, keep it up. Once a year, I think he believe, was the pledge. Yeah, keep it up, please. Once a year, buy us beer. Uh, yeah, so prop the next we one. We also have, just before you move on to that, mm. uh, our 200th show will be either the last week in May or the first week in June I'm not sure if we're going to do a show during the international break so it kind of depends on that but we're going to do something big for that as well we, we do have plans mm, very big so um, big one but for Roddy uh, yeah we're going to read 
some feedback to Roddy, and yeah. then we're going to discuss <laughs> our kind of our own reaction to it, I suppose. So, this is just some highlights. There was lo- there was loads of stuff sent in. Yeah, here's so- here's one from Billy Nolan. He said. Uh, just home from there he was in the rats but listened to the shoddy interview uh, cheered me up a bit surprised he never mentioned how he turned water into wine <laughs> at the wedding of Cana and fed 5,000 people with loaves and two fish all but no budget God bless St. Shoddy the miracle worker he's fucking he's, this is a great great post there uh, Brian McKenna had an extreme reaction took her hand to his phone and filmed it he actually did do that yep uh, when he spoke about the relegation yeah people uh, people loved it but of course plenty of people pointed out the half was probably bullshit uh, Jeff Dunn said but there's no doubt the interview was entertaining Roddy is always entertaining always said he's great for the league as long as he isn't managing your club and there was one from Mero he, he, rec- he says he's a total spoofer he doctored his birth cert when he signed for Mansfield Town in the 1980s they thought they were buying a 19 year old but he was 24 Fucking madness! That's that, that's that's a mental one. That is. Uh, Maloney said, uh, nominated at the next Iftis. He says, as he told his son to go out and see who was shouting at him. He played for St. Daniel in '89 and '90. His son was born in '94. <laughs> fucking spoiler. Yeah, Ray uh, liked how I, he he uh, Roddy said like I scored twelve or fourteen goals a season, and I just came in and said it was eight. Yeah, it was eight. <laughs> yeah. Even and when he said that, I just thought to myself, that's, that's totally, totally wrong. <laughs> and James Lowe said, have a drink anytime Roddy refers to someone by their trade. Yeah, yeah, plumber, bricklayer. But the best one across was the father-in-law was a bricklayer. The most Roddy descriptive term ever. Yeah. <laughs> so the hashtag Rodcast care. Yeah. Uh, Went down well. Toss on, toss on the Rodcast. Um, I, I felt like, I mean, we're, we're just podcasters, so we're giving... We're we're not we don't essentially have to be biased towards anybody. No, I did give him a bit of a hard time, but someone called you a cheeky, so and so. C U N T. I don't think it was cheeky, but it just kind of put a couple of things to him. But if we were to argue every single point that he put across, we'd have been there all night. And plus, we we didn't have the facts to back it up, or whatever he was saying. Do you know what I mean? So we were just mm. just a podcast with Roddy. Well, so. you actually that was the most hostile you have ever been. I gave him a interview. little bit of a few, a yeah. few little clips, but oh, I enjoyed it. Mm. But <laughs> I guess, I guess people close to it in two thousand five wanted us to challenge the facts, even though we weren't. And he could have come back and said, "Well, you weren't there." Yeah, very, very Which much so. We yeah. weren't. Which there. is the case? Do you know what I mean? It's hearsay, mm. so. But um, plus, I also feel like I said, I was saying this to you off air, that we did our two-parter on the stadium project in the four hundred club. And we had James Dolan and Dave Carpenter on. And so I feel like we've we've told a story and we've established a story from the point of view of the board mm. and the fans and the takeover. And Roddy got a bit of slagging in that episode. I don't, don't think he came out too well in it. So the fact is, like this is three years later and people are interested in Roddy's, what he has to say mm. and his mad opinions. I wanted to... In an hour and a half, I want to hear as many of his mad opinions as possible. Yeah, exactly. Many of his mad. And if anybody wants to challenge what he said and come on, let us know. We're open here. We've never ever said no to anybody. The Paddy McCarr one, actually, I remember when he said that at the time. And I was like, I was taken aback by that one. I was like, that sounds insane. Why Why would we tell him to fuck off? Yeah, like it's... Uh, like he, <laughs> he just... Whatever 
narrative suits him at the time. He just kind of makes up the lawyers to kind of match that. I think possibly, I don't know who it was, but uh, I've definitely been told by a few of the guys that it, we, we ended on good terms with Paddy. Like, it ended amicably. Yeah. The way he left. He was good to us. We, we were good to him, even though there was wage issues and stuff. But, um, and he was he was hurting himself out that week, wasn't he, Roddy? He was on... Three uh, in a week? Why, that's overkill, man. Yeah, he didn't know that ours was going to air that week. That's the only thing I could think of. But he was on Talking Bollocks and he was on the press box. There's on Dark One. And I've actually not listened to him, uh, have you? And I won't. No? No. I suppose ours was, was Robert's focused. Um, I, d- I don't know. Maybe they go into more detail in bows and stuff. Well, Talking Bollocks uh, is going to be all bows anyway. Well, something that, again, people wouldn't have seen. But do you remember, like, I think it was over the... The leaving early for the charity boxing match. Yeah, remember that, he reached out to you and grabbed he your grabbed arm. He grabbed me and he goes, he, he, to push his point home, like to, yeah. to to fucking to really hammer home his point." Then I gave him an out, <laughs> right, <laughs> shut him up. Yeah, but yeah. um, I think maybe maybe our younger listeners, I saw some discussion on Facebook. You know, I don't think he was ever supposed to be taken as gospel. What he said here. Maybe our younger listeners can go back and listen to the episode I'm talking about from 2019, and you can you can hear both sides then. But even even if you read the description and I put on SoundCloud, I I, I literally wrote 90 minutes of entertainment. Yeah. So I we set our stall out here. Yeah, we pretty much did. What this was, but uh, overall a very very enjoyable experience. And Paul Howard announcing the Rodfather as well, Prof. He's looking. Uh, Looking like a godfather in the front of the book. I can't. I thought that was a Photoshop when it went around. I was like, there's no way he called it that. Oh, yeah, yeah. The raw but he did, but yeah. And that's another point, actually. If if someone uh, from that time is upset at uh, the things Roddy are saying, I, I, if you were there when Roddy essentially got us relegated and you disliked him and you're hearing him, in your opinion... Spoof. Spoof and bullshit, then I definitely sympathise that you'd be annoyed. But uh, also, on the other hand, imagine what's going to be in the book. Do you think so, or is he just fucking lashing it on and the book won't be as explosive as you think? I think it'll be more. Yeah, but he's not going to get himself sued, so you know what I mean? No, he's not going to get himself sued, but he was talking about putting the 40 page dossier in, in the book and stuff like that. That won't happen. He'll have snippets. Yeah. He'll have snippets. Yeah, but um, yeah, so, he, he obviously had a buke to sell. So you were saying he was lashing it on, but the book will go somewhere in the in the fiction section. Fiction section yeah. alongside Harry Potter. Beside uh, what's the name of that cyclist or uh, beside John Delaney's book and fucking the cyclist. Mm. What's his name? Lance Armstrong. So we'll come to the end of the rod, the rod talk, the rod squad. Yeah. How how do you reckon your documentary will portray him? And, and with both sides of, of the divide here you could say yeah well Roddy the podcast was it was 90 minutes of you know raw unfiltered madness whereas you know everyone needs to get their say so he'll get he'll get his point in but he, he's, he's certainly outnumbered in the documentary um, you've got bar members and you've got fans there from that time who are contradicting that of what he's saying so I suppose it'll be it'll be left up to the viewer, but he's certainly outnumbered. So 
I'm not I wouldn't say you come across as the bad guy, but you you'd probably be that feeling uh, well it sounds like you did leave that game early for the charity event, you know, but yeah, it'd be left yeah. up to the viewer I suppose. Yeah, so that's the rod talk prof, we'll move on before we get battered by board members. Um yeah, so we're talking about UCD league campaign got underway with a 3-0 win. Gaffney came in as expected and there was a debut for Andy Lyons. So um, the build-up to it, Prof, uh, good build-up. Um, yeah, first league game of the season. Um, thank, season thank, tickets selling well. Thank God there was fans allowed. That, that decision was reversed. Um, what was the total attendance again? It was like 5,000 five and probably 1,000 knocked off of that because of uh, the threat of the storm, you know. Yeah, very Could much. Could have been so. six. Good going though. Very happy with it. So Brad's are watching the game from the stands. Was he doing Ollie Horgan sitting on a fold-out chair on the hill? I'm actually not sure where he was. He was sitting. Uh, I, I didn't know him, but uh, I wasn't aware of that additional suspension. That was from the from the Bowls match last season. Just seems like so long ago now. Brad's, I said he brought back Pico earlier than. He thought because of the terrible Pat's performance, so Pico's probably a little bit. Mm-hmm. Could say he's a bit jet lagged, or he's he's a bit tired from traveling and playing games. But um, I wonder how I, long he had planned to hold him back. Maybe he's like needed, he's well needed, even yeah. Drahada or something. But uh, he brought him back early. Well, well needed back in fairness, and Southstand stand sold out as well. Probably was a uh, very very vocal South stand. So. The Ultras banner saying we are Shamrock Rovers, we fucking win with a nod to Pat Scully. Did you text him? I did, I showed him the picture and he loved it, yeah. I'd say he was loving it. Uh, UCD actually had more fans than I expected. Yeah, they did about 100. 100, yeah. all family and friends and dog walkers, the whole lot. <laughs> they, uh, professors and <laughs> lecturers. They got a bus, didn't they? They had their own bus to the game. Yeah. And um, poor Dan, Dan Cleary Gare, is having a tough start of the season because the PA was not working too well in the UCD game just kept breaking up oh I didn't notice and you just keep hearing testing 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 and like you'd call out like a sub or announcement or something that would break down and then he had to sit out Drogheda he couldn't make the Drogheda game so Jesus his season hasn't got going at all no we'll be writing books this year I know but uh Freezing again. This, yeah. I think the weather was two degrees. Bit of schnacked it even a few Ge- hours genuinely before kickoff. About sixty minutes. I was just standing there and I was looking around and I go, I, I might leave. I actually might leave. Oh man! Very Tabo. It's very hard to enjoy a football game. You're just you're just thinking of surviving. I fucking Tabo definitely did. I was just sitting there thinking, ah, this is what hypothermia feels like. Yeah. <laughs> and. um were you in the south stand or the main I was in the south, south, south. Yeah. Someone said it was like a crash. Yeah, it was at times. Oh, but, um, yeah, I think it needs to be nipped in the bud, in fairness. But, like, they're only... No, yeah, they are. I mean, there's a flag gone missing and everything, so... Yeah, oh, no. yeah we mentioned that. Um, what about, like, queue, long queues going in, searches, people were kind Yeah, of quite extensive searches. But then out. again, it wasn't with some people, so they're kind of picking and choosing, you know? Just random, mm-hmm. at random, you know? But Just... Yeah. A- just know on the program, uh, I bought a new jacket there recently, super dry one, and there's a pocket inside it down the bottom. Right. And this is an absolute game changer for <laughs> people who buy programs because this has been like a ten year problem for me. So it's a long, slender pocket. Oh, it fits fits snugly inside the jacket. It's like a 
It's like a folder linked pocket. <laughs> oh, genius. Is it even a pocket or is it just a, a fold? Yeah, it's like a, it's a fold. So it's always been like, do I have to bring a bag? Do I have to bend it? Do I carry in my hand? This changes everything. Thank God for this, for this jacket. So, uh, yeah, so 3318 season tickets prop sold on the eve of the game. Eventually went up to 3350 and a few days later went to 3469 then it closed the day before the dirty game. So 3,500 season tickets is a very, very nice number. That's astonishing. That must be a League of Ireland record. Mm. I can't imagine any club selling that amount of season tickets before a season. Very very happy with you. Got to be happy with it. And then uh, fantastic work as well. I mean, that's that's constant promotion by well, the social by the the media team. But it's so. also brilliant value as well. That's what you have to remember. Yeah, excellent value. Twenty five for a kid. Like, and obviously building on the the goodwill and the, the excitement from the end of last year. So it was all that coming together. Right. So um, yeah, and we the moments applause for Daryl Lee for the game. Andy Moyler Senior as well. Jim Smith and Brian Walsh. So rest in peace to all those hoops. Um, should be 2-0 down in the first few minutes with this one prof 2-1-1s one on two very good saves yeah Kerrigan was played in twice it was a ball over in behind our, our left wing back wasn't it yeah I think it just both they, times they kind of target hard didn't they yeah and yeah could have, could have very easily been 2-0 down here. should the, have been 2-0 down two good game, saves probably, I think he saved one with his face yeah the game could have ended up 7-2 or any scoreline like yeah, so 38 minutes, Prof. Yeah, Hor is back, and apparently he's on foreign training. He's banging them in, and it's not hard when Jack is putting them on a sixpence for you. So, yeah, uh, good stuff. Great leap, great header, and but it was topped then seven minutes later because this was a spectacular header. Um, I I just I kept watching this because it was brilliant. There was a lovely bit of play, and then Jack on the turn he was swiveled and he kind of played a ball out to the right. It's a, he's the master of splitting defenses with passes. Ball back into Jack, takes it up again and whips it in. in like an when he whips this in, this doesn't look like looks a cross like that's going to be scarred from. Swinger, a bit of a swinger, and then Danny just manoeuvres around and it's a cracking diving header, top corner. Fucking brilliant goal. Brilliant goal. Really enjoyable goal to watch. Oh, it was superb. Uh, Scales obviously got, got a magnificent one last year against Longford, but I think that's, I think that's one of the best headers we've seen in Tata. Yeah, I can't. Anyone else got any... And any fans get in touch with us if you want to get his name a better header um, obviously Twiggy in the in the derby the famous one yeah Pico Pico might have scored a couple of headers maybe the one against Dundalk was a good header the 3-2 say Grace maybe in uh, Europe in Europe yeah, yeah. so yeah. some good headers there let us know if you have any other suggestions so that's two assists already for Jack how yeah. may I assist you as it goes uh, we can count a longer so there's no no dispute that's two so far this season two assists so far prop yes they matter uh, assists hashtag assists matter mm-hmm. Ferugia force half injury put a damper on things as well supposedly it's the hammer of the opposite leg that he yeah. has been injuring so not too bad yeah and apparently not serious though he should be back in a week or two excellent stuff excellent stuff uh, 3-0 on 85 across the second half kicked off it was a bit of a it was a bit meh this this second half really we had chances. Danny could have had a hat trick. He had a couple more saves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think one one came in. Was there a Bork one that had to be square? I know there was a couple of them. Where think, yeah, Burke and Idemo had a couple of chances. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, um, uh, could have could have brought up the goal difference a little bit. But like you said, Graham Bork came on, and the eighty fifth minute he uh, 
finished them off. This one actually came from UCD mistake. They were trying to play over from the back and it was a misplaced pass. Failed to Berkey on his left foot. Barely on his left foot and you don't save them and Berkey doesn't miss them either. So uh, excellent stuff and 5-2-3-2. 5,232 was the attendance for UCD at home which is very, very good prof. You've got to be happy with that. So 2,000 paying fans came in. 3,300 season ticket holders. Give or take a few. But uh, yeah, very happy with that. Nicole Morphy and Gareth are still in the commentary for these home games on LOI TV. Con does the post-match interviews and Prof does them for SRFC TV and social media. So it's uh, broadcast wars with the Prof and Con. <laughs> yeah, we were we were saying to Gary O'Neill, like, let us know whose questions are better because he, he was the one chosen. Uh, Con did his pre-match presenting in the old beanie hat, which was fully acceptable. Oh, yes. He, holy Christ, it was cold. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah, according to the temperature, it wasn't as cold as the President's Cup, but I just thought it was worse. I don't know. Um, Gareth actually gave Gaffney Man the match, but I think the journals just generally agreed on Gary O'Neill. Yeah. Like, he, he was very good in the night. Ah, Gary O'Neill was magic. He was brilliant. He did. The, he had it all in him yeah. that night. I, I'm paying more attention to him lately. Especially the draw of the game, I just started watching him. And I just love the way he wins the ball it's back. Class to watch, isn't he? Does He's got those, good pass in his locker as well. Does those underappreciated things. But uh, yeah, Brazier said we were back to our old selves, which wasn't wasn't difficult really, was it? To prove on the Pats game because we yeah. were we were shocking. But as you said, once we scored, we were <coughs> we were very fluid. Yeah, definitely agree with you there. And um, one thing I didn't think about uh, Gaffney, Jack has only played a couple of times with Gaffney before the season. Cause remember, twenty twenty he signed, mm. and then uh, COVID hit, and Gaffey missed most of the season with injury, and then Jack left last year. So yeah, I'm kind of interested in seeing those two kind of link up now. Yeah, it is, certainly is. Uh, UCD performances, obviously Kerrigan. We mentioned his two chances. Whedon looked very good as well. You would hope we <laughs> were trying to sign these two players in the summer, wouldn't you? Um. Their keeper was good. He kept the score down. Yeah, fairness. he was. He was. He was active. Um, um, yeah. Uh, another note on Gaffney. Actually, that cross for Danny in the second half. Remember that one where he he whipped it across. That oh, was perfect. It was an unreal I cross. Was, oh, should have buried it. Should have really, really buried the ball. Listen, you can't take them all, prof. And tell us about Moyes singing uh, to the goalkeeper. The goal. Yeah. No, I was trying to explain to her that. It's, a lot of people hate this chant that you fat bastard trying to tell her that it's you big fatso <laughs> but no whatever happens in Tala stays in Tala that's the thing you can't say it outside but she loves that one she thinks it's hilarious uh, this was the first time the programme was, was being sold at, at the new price increase of 5 euro but uh, I didn't hear anybody complain I think oh. people in fact came up and said no it's worth it yeah a lot of people just give it to say keep the euro you know what I mean mm. so uh, yeah Good um, to see Kieran McDermott's big smile in the bar selling the programmes. Yeah, it's it's yeah. the little, like in the two years of COVID, you forget about little things like that. When I came in the suite or at the bar and I saw his face, I was like, holy shit, I haven't done this in two years. I haven't walked yeah, in yeah. and had a, chat, good. had a chat with you, Kieran. Like, There's low numbers, yeah. unfortunately, but listen, we're going to build on that. We're going to build on that when we move on. Well, but, someone think of Ray Whedon's mortgage. Uh, someone think of the wasted food. Jesus, I'm not even gonna think about it. Get to get me upset. Random stab about this game. Uh, there was no yellow cards in it. No yellows. It's a good show. I checked a few websites because I wasn't I wasn't convinced, but uh, no, no yellow cards. No yellow cards from the prof. 
So we have a new weekly highlight show called the LOI Show. It will be on LOI TV every Monday evening and it was announced, hosted by Oshin Langan. And uh, when I saw Fabio was on it, I bounced my phone off a wall. Not just Fabio, Garrett. Uh, Alan Keane. Another favourite of yours. Philly Maguire was cracking up because he was looking at the set and everything about it and he was like, the f- it just looks wrong. Oh, they, <laughs> they could have got a table, they could have got matching chairs, they could have got label mics. He's looking at it just cracking up. The perfectionist in him. Yeah, no, they're sitting there and you can see all the microphone leads and everything. Um, there's also uh, LOI Late Night, which you've been listening to. I've Love only, it. I've only heard a little bit of it so far. I heard Johnny Ward reporting from the bus and then he got kicked off the phone because the reception was and then so he bad. ended up in the forest being <laughs> fucking chased by the Blair Witch um, really really good show raw interactive straight after it so emotions are running high it's a brilliant brilliant show it really is it's a genuine idea it's class original idea I love it I love the thoughts of coming out of like a 1-0 win playing decent enough but because you're having let it digest you think you're fucking Brazil in the 70s you know I think <laughs> it's brilliant it's hilarious listening to some of them Talk, Sligo fans talk about maybe a push for the league would you fuck off would you you won, you won against a rubbish Pats team on the flip side I wouldn't like to hear knee jerk reactions from our fans after Derry no maybe just block those calls <laughs> yeah um, has there just been two so far? Did they do one after Monday? They did one after Monday as well. Yeah, they do, they're doing one all the time. It's really good. I'm I'm just finishing that. And I have to get on to Monday now as well. So they um they are very complimentary of Jack apparently. So I'll have to catch up on these. Um, and then we had Robo Gear. Robo was very good. LOI Central. It was like a like a youth academy type special with Liam Kearney from Cork as well. So the two were bouncing back and forth talking about the youth. And it was very good, very insightful, talking Where? about, uh, I think it was great to hear them say the plan that the FAI put out are just words, just words. So that was a really, uh, that was a nice little dig at them. Rare media appearance by uh, by Robbo. He rarely sort of delves into the, into the academy. Mm. Really, really good though. I mean, it's, it's it shows you what's what's going on and it's uh, it was brilliant. We're in good hands, I reckon. And so that was that one and Prof we're going to talk about the 2 one defeat at the Brian McBride Brandywell Stadium and uh, Carter started in place of Ferrugia Ronald Finn started in the lineup, and Richie Tell came in central midfield as well so um, I thought we started the game like there was at the start Jack picked up a ball in the middle of the park and it was sim- quite quite a similar position to when he put Greener in that time and Greener scored I think it might have been a one-all draw. I can't remember. I think you might know the one I'm on about shooting into the same end. But Greener picked it, or Jack picked it up, torn swivel, boom. Gaffney was in. One-on-one chance. Mm. Uh, great save by the keeper. A tough angle to kind of get any sort of uh, purchase on it, but it was, a, it was a really good bit of play from Jack. And that's and there was the overhead as well by, yeah, by Danny. Danny. Was saying, but you've jumped ahead a bit there. Let's talk about the journey. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it, was good, it was good to be back. It was good to be back. Uh, points at a ribbon and provs. Little uh, sing song on the way out. It was very, 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 very good to be back. Really Started great. at the four provinces as usual, but uh, was it was it three hundred tickets or so sold? Three hundred, yeah. They were gone in fifteen minutes, like yeah. Um, so yeah, so we head up to Derry on the cusp of World War Three, girl. So we thought this is our first and last away day. That's what season. I was saying because we went uh, to Sligo on the cusp of Corona, and we were mm. we were we were looking around going fuck. Hopefully it's not something similar. So I was telling you to fuck off. Yeah, and it was our first away day since Guy Fox night. 
in Waterford <laughs> in November. Guy Fox night. It felt it literally was. That was Guy Fox night. Brilliant. When he set off that firework. <laughs> but uh it feels like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. So just on the war, uh I don't intend to talk much about this. But uh it's just bizarre that you can we can watch the war on our phone now. Yeah, it's like people are tuning into the war. Like turn the war on there. It's nine it's nine o'clock. It's it's uh it's hard to believe. Like you're looking at footage of just roads and people's people's apartments are just blown to pieces. They've evacuated because they knew this was coming. Like I don't think, I don't think people understand how tough it is for this to happen. Like imagine we were sitting here now and we can hear tanks coming down the street. We have to evacuate this house, whatever you have in your hand, and leave this country forever. It's unfathomable. Not come back with not a penny in your pocket and go to a different country and live there. I'm not going to attempt and try to try to imagine that because it's impossible. And, pe- and you still have people out there going, fucking foreigners. They don't know what they've been through. They could have been through this exact thing. Like They don't know. It's fucking insane. But move on, probably. Can't be talking about that. But it is. Uh, we did our usual chance in the bus, you know, the one with uh, Elton John in it, and uh, also, <laughs> what's it like? That's uh, complimenting his music, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yes, yes, that's the one, yes. Uh, what's it like to have a queen? Well, we said that for the ground, did we? But, uh, but for the first time ever, that chant could have been redundant. We were kind of watching the updates from Buckingham Palace yeah, there for yeah, a few days. Yeah, it was a ticking time bomb, wasn't it? Uh, as for the bus, Gare, uh again, not going to go into detail here, but my corner... Props my office. right was it got very messy 20 minutes it didn't even leave South Dublin and it was like a fucking slaughterhouse back there there was an absolute man child to my right <laughs> not naming any names making a mess uh, had Carol Kearns my old pal just in front of me the uh, this is great isn't it count was, was very high <laughs> And just a follow-up to that thing we said last week about, uh, or a couple of weeks ago, about Robbie Murphy, the fan who got to play for the foreign oh, road team. Oh, we got to see me. That's it, yeah. Well, staff sent us a message saying, uh, regarding the Robbie Murphy story, according to me da, Ben, uh, he had trained with the Hoops supporters club that morning and he had drove straight out to the game. My dad's fairly confident he played the second half at right full. And then, like you say, Gary, we get to Amy Vale. And Maloney starts shouting at me. And he was like, I told you, I told you I'd find him. There he is. Abby <laughs> Murphy. There's the fan right there. And then we're talking to him. And we're like, this interview needs to happen. So a bit of content on our way as well. The Scarlet. So because of, I think there was damage to the Brandywell before. And seats had to be put in a different part of the Brandywell. So they, they actually can't sell out every seat. It's some sort of council thing. So they can't actually sell out every seat. As you know, it was when you looked at us, there was seats left over, so they can't actually sell out the Brandywell. I think most people, our age, uh, either they've never seen a full Brandywell or they have to think back 20 years. Yeah, so it's uh, no, it was jammers and it was overcrowded down their end, but um, yeah, we mm. they, they can't sell out the whole thing, unfortunately. I think it's a couple of hundred seats as well. So, A couple of final notes on the bus. Uh, in terms of songs, we had uh, Barry is Lord. That, that's a new one. Because Barry Barry's Lord. Uh, he fell. You can add this to the list of injuries, Gare. He fell up the stairs on the bus. Yeah, it's a tough thing to do. Up the stairs. And me and James Lowe just happened. It was like fate that we just happened to be standing there at that exact moment. 
and we looked at each other and we were so grateful it was like I'm so grateful that we got to share this moment <laughs> this is amazing brilliant absolutely brilliant there was another song for Andy Lyons basically hijacking the Pico one yeah and it went, didn't, it went down like a level mm. really mm. so as well Lee Pico alone and finally uh, shout out to Dan Fulham eating an egg salad on he an away bus to Derry drop kicked out the emergency exit I was, we, everyone was like what's this <laughs> people disgusted they were but as bad as that was Gare, the banjo before Monaghan award was wrapped up in about an hour Mark Turner, banjo before morning. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, there was another fella. He looked like he was in the band Hanson. He was banjo before morning. And then he, he, was Lazarus, he was Lazarus. He came back and he was banjoed <laughs> again before Derry. Drinking venom. Any of, any of you uh, Celtic fans out there, they know what that is. There was, uh, there was buckets of washing detergent on the bus. Oh, I saw you take a That green stuff. I was like, you're a brave man. Oh, Jesus. So... Also, thanks for giving me a uh, minute one in the Golden Goal, Gar. You got 66 as well. That's a good yeah. minute. That's a good minute in the Brandywell. Even though we haven't scored in the first minute of a match for 20 years. It has to happen. Thanks for that, Gar. It has to happen eventually. I'd say I had zero to one as well, so it was fucking no hope. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we spoke about the first half. and um, So, nil all at half time. Matter. A couple of saves. We spoke with Danny's bicycle. Lafferty came close. Hit the side net and they thought, their fans thought it went in. I did as well from where we were standing. No, I had a good angle there. I thought I was, thought I was going wide. Uh, so he's Leopardy's a former hoop, of course, and there was also Brandon Kavanagh. So there was a, there was a chant of robbers reject. He got and a bit of grief, didn't he? Do you know as he looked up, he reacted to that. Yeah, that's it. Get under his skin. That's what it's all about. Type yeah. of fella that probably would as well. But then, unfortunately, second half came around fifty-five minutes. Jack, it was a penalty all day. Just clumsy in in the box. Don't think Jack should defend really. Like Jack, get out of the box. Don't don't be defending. So, Penno all day, unfortunately. And when I saw the replay first, I thought it was soft. No. Ah, uh, no, I thought he tripped him. Just a blatant trip. From mm. what I saw, I, had to, I watched it back, I just thought it was. It was a Penno. If it had happened with us, we'd be screaming Penno as well. So, he oh, dispatched dear. the penalty and uh, 1-0. Didn't really look like doing much. We weren't great, like, in fairness. No. We put a bit of pressure on and then as leading up to this free... We were all kind of playing in and around in front of them and there was no real penetration. Overall, it wasn't a good performance. Like The first half, we spent a lot of it passing around our own half trying to get out of it and they were kind of pressing us and we were kind of sloppy and just not at our best at all. Yeah. But then on 73, Prof, we had a free... It was a blatant free kick. We had nearly a penal. Nearly a penal. We were screaming for penals. Yeah, I actually thought it was inside. I saw Pigo go man the linesman. Mm. He thought it was a penalty as well. So up stepped Dylan Watts. Didn't think he'd take it. I thought Jacko would have a pop, but it was a very. It took about a minute from to take it from when he actually won the free. And Berkey was on it as well. They were both the, yeah. the three of them were kind of circling it. Yeah, they were. Uh, they were. They were like sharks smelling blood. But Watts <laughs> stroked it home. Lovely, lovely free. I think possibly the keeper got the wall, the wall wrong on this one. It took a slight deflection. Did you took see that in the replay? Slight, slight yeah. little deflection, but still not enough to in. take it out of the hands of the keeper. No, no, it was still going in anyway. But uh, I have an interesting stat about that. I'll come to later about about that goal. Yeah. So. Uh, um. So. We were pushing for a winner. I thought. I thought there was a lot of momentum with us then, and it was one of those where we did start cutting them open, in particular on the right. I thought Finn and Bork had a little bit of joy down that side, without really, really, like testing the goalie or doing much but we did put a lot of pressure on but before you get to the goal like 
you're you're celebrating the goal and you're jumping around and then by halfway through you're kind of you're watching what's happening on the pitch because the few lads have run on and then you're kind of watching that and then your celebration fades out and you're like oh for god's sake like just, I just I don't know if you're gonna come along with me on this but I, I found this one embarrassing uh, I, I was really embarrassed by this was it by the evasion by the whatever three or four lads run the pitch run around the gokeeper I kind of need to, yeah. it needs to stop really doesn't it it's the, it's, second, just, it's the second game of the season and we're invading the pitch. There was loads of space in front of them as well. They can run around, they want to run on the grass, the that's, grass is right in front of them. That's what pissed me off. Like most lads in the front, they just ran around to the wall. Like that's just fun. That's that's grand. But like why do you have to go on the pitch? Yeah, it's, a, it's not, it's, it's, and do you know what? Considering we're on a fucking suspended sentence as it is, you know, maybe that needs to be considered as well. Yeah, we did say that. Um, yeah. So the winner, prof, uh, this... God, and then we hadn't got a view of it, so it was tough to kind of see the the, the mistake initially. But when I watched it back, I was sick all over myself, vomit everywhere. I was looking at it, it was like it's the ninety fifth minute, Pico. Bury it into the stand. Take out some kid in the kid section. I don't care what happens. Was Get it, rid of that ball. Was this actually going to be error throw? Oh, I don't, I don't, don't say that. I don't. I didn't even go down that deep. I just keep focusing in. I've watched it a few times. It's like so he kept it in. He actually went to try and keep it in, even if it was going to be our throw. Thirty seconds left in time, and he's trying to save a throw in rather than build it. And then so McGonagall got a hold of it. He did a lot, a lot to do, prof. Like Carsey yeah. miss hit the ball, so it was unlucky. He miss hit the ball and played him in. Of course, there's one man you're not going to be overly critical of. It's Biko. I mean, he's been immense for us for the last few years. Yeah, he true. Made, he made a mistake. We, we can move on from yeah. that. But uh, I felt Hor could have done a little bit more as well. I felt like he, I felt like he made it easy for him. Maybe see, it, it was a stunning goal. Yeah, like it was. It was an unbelievable finish. Like managed had no chance. But no. yeah, I agree with you. Possibly Hor could have dealt positioning with wise. Like he was. He was. There was a lot to be done for him as well. But it's. Uh, just one of those like it's an absolute sickener and then we said a few of us said on the bus afterwards like ah so that's what that feels like because we how many times have we done that last season we've just it's horrible killed teams in injury time and that's that's what it feels like and it's it sucks especially when you've got a four hour journey ahead of you oh sweet Jesus yeah, so Prof, that was the game done, dusted, and unfortunately we lost in the last minute. And then uh, PS Noy showed up, first time in 30 years. <laughs> Give us a little wave, see how, we're, see how we were getting on. Well, I saw people giving out that there weren't stewards in front of us. I did notice that. This never is, much. though. No, there never is. Never segregated. I like that, though. I like that there's no segregation. It's cool, yeah. Well, and we can be sure there's going to be a full line of them next yes, time. Yes, very much so. Have 100%. Ring of steel. Well, I, don't, I don't agree with people... When when we're being criticised for the pitch invasion, well, there's no stewards. Well, so, well, don't go on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, true. And don't be fighting stewards. They, they're a shitload of stewards. I know, I know, like... It's, Ejection officers, as they're it's, known. It's their first trip to the brand new well in two years. Drink, enthusiasm, etc., etc. <laughs> we, we know the reasons, but just... Oh, Let's do ourselves a favour more than anything. Let's do ourselves a favour. Stay off the pitch, but... Um, would you say there you're probably slightly the better team overall? No, I don't think so. don't think so. I thought that I'm going to sum this game up in a sentence or two and um, two set pieces and a mistake. 
that yeah. sums up the game and the quality of the game that was in it. So no more to say on that one, Prof. Yeah, no, they weren't great. Uh, yeah, Bradzer said like the first half was scrappy, and he, um, I think he mentioned the conditions too. Like especially first half, do you notice like we played a few passes? Like remember Jack playing a perfect pass through on goal, and the wind just took it well, away from. Ruins the game, doesn't it? I don't know if it was Danny or Gaffney, maybe, but uh, well, it was the first half. You said yeah, yeah. I not only on a bill, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was great knowing that we we would have a game so soon on the Monday to put it right. Bounce so back, we were yeah. that's what we were saying on, on the bus home. So I'm looking forward to Danny and Jack clicking. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, first time playing together. So I'm really happy with. The, I'm, I'm happy. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm a lot of anticipation about that. I'm really really expecting magic when them two start clicking. You know so. what I like. I'm gonna get ahead of myself, but but I like that Jack, Danny, and Watts, and Berkey. I like that they've all got out on the score sheet already rather than one of them maybe gone on a bit of a drought oh okay and becoming the forgotten man maybe or whatever yeah 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 we've, like, we've already seen a spectacular was free kick we've seen a jack goal we've seen a Danny header I like that because we want all these players to shine you know yeah I, I think I agree with you there but, but going home four hour journey absolutely horrendous the last hour itself I felt like I was in the continuous oh, time loop God. And I was just got I was I was I felt like I was on that bus for about you know did you ever see that pro, that movie with uh, Matthew McConaughey Interstellar Yeah I felt like I was <laughs> that's that I really spent about a year of my life on that bus going through it was the four hours the wormhole bookcase Yeah that's that's it the wor- fucking wormhole um, It was the longest journey of my life I think it, it got to two a.m. and I was just shouting I was like. How is this trip yeah. still going? It's 2 a.m. I think we're an hour away. And I was like, I'm, I'm just going to... Did you ever see Ralph when he <laughs> jumps through the windscreen in the bus? Ralph Wiggum. Oh, yeah. That's what I, was, I was like, I'm doing it. I'm out here. Yeah, it was bad. And then you're in a bad enough mood as it is. And then every now and then Maloney would just lumber down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like something of a horror film. And he's just... And he, when he locks eyes onto it, you're like, oh my God. I'm getting it. I'm fucking getting it. We actually need we need a recording of this, and we need like the jazz music it's a shuffle, isn't it? It's a shuffle or a lump, and you're just like, who's he gonna go? Who's he gonna go? It's like we're gonna get it, and then it's like, oh yeah, last time we beat Derry, oh yeah, 2017, six wins in a row. Yeah, so the, the yeah, jinx, that was, but uh, that was a... yeah, few stats like I promise a stat. Oh, by the way, I'm I'm gonna be sending a formal complaint to Tifty's bus management gear. The bus should return back to its departure point. That is how buses work. No, well, prof, no, that's not how it works. That's how buses work, er. Oh yeah, let's drop prof to his door every time. No, hang on. If you're gonna leave from the four bronzes, return to the four bronzes. Well, I was just thinking of a late drink for all of our patrons, and it might have happened, but it didn't. So, prof. Well, that didn't happen. It's just so bizarre. It happened like to walk twenty seconds to get to the bus. But then I'd get a taxi home. It's just oh, weird. Oh, poor prof has to get a taxi. <laughs> there's, there's other crumbling based hoops. It's not just me, okay? Uh, uh, so a couple of stats, like I promise. Go on. Oh, by the way, bus home, on the bus home, everyone's just sitting there in the dark, waiting for that brick through the window. Yeah, yeah. That was that was nuts, actually. So we like you literally couldn't see a thing. I'm talking dark, dark, and you can't see yeah. lights, nothing. Everyone's just like. Right, boys, come on, hold, hold. 
You're just brace for it. It's like it's gonna go one of through these one of these window panes. I don't know which one. Um, so uh, <clears throat> that game marked fifty three games for Rovers without a scoreless draw. Ooh. So it beat the tally year record of fifty two. So it's the longest run of games we've ever had without a nil draw since nineteen eighty six. Ooh. Prof with the stats. And still going as we know, three three one on Monday. Uh this this is the one I was setting up though. This is interesting, right? I'll throw it out to you first. When's the last time Rovers scored a goal in front of the away end? At the Brandywell while we were there in the away end. I bet you won't be able to think of it because, and there's a reason. No, hurt me. I don't think you've seen one. No way. Into that end. Because we obviously did during those three games during the pandemic, but when fans, when away fans were allowed in, you have to go back to August 2019. Uh, Greener scored. There was a McIniff penalty. Greener scored in the game before that. None of them into that Dan way. Dan Carr, the game before that. 2017, they were playing in Bunkrana. The year before that, McPhail scored a free kick in the other end. None of those goals into that end. Whoa. G- Gary McCabe in 2016. If Don't my research is correct, was the last time Robert scored a goal in front of our own fans That's in that end. Outrageous stuff. That's an outrageous stuff. Well done, Prof. Mental. That is brilliant. So, so yeah. Like I said, I was called a jinx by Maloney because I ended our, our, our six game winning run at the Brandy. Of course, someone's always a bleeding jinx. Yeah. So the game was on RT anyway. But that uh, those ticks have decided to show our game against Sligo in April and they've moved it onto a Friday. So a lot of people aren't happy with that. Yeah, moving to Friday, I mean, that's another annual day's leave gone, so thanks, lads. Nice one, lads. But, Prof, one of your favourite sections, you've been, is this the one you've been building up for a while? It certainly is, Gar. Uh, Let them have it. They didn't believe, or Connor didn't believe me. I told him I've been building for a while. <laughs> and he's like, no, you haven't. I said, like, I have. I've been building for months, Connor. Uh, months. Come on, I'm looking forward to this, come on. So, yeah. So, the first few don't contain any magnificent spelling errors so but they are they are good it's just it might be hard to fully fully appreciate them unless you're unless you were kind of reading the chat at the time but the reason they're funny is he has these amazing changes of subject in the chat and so we'll try and capture this now so we're putting a few as a warm-up to good stuff so for example one day a couple of months ago in the chat we were having a good two-hour conversation about shoes and 90s fashion. So just picture this. <laughs> Two hours. Runners. Adidas. 90s fashion. All that. In comes Barry. Who gets a garlic bread for a start? <laughs> and it's an in-depth conversation. <laughs> Everyone's getting stuck in. Another example. We're talking about the dairy fans. Like we were kind of imagining what would have happened if the Queen had passed away. Would there? We were joking. Would there have been a minute's silence? And in comes Barry. What does he say, Gar? He says, "What's the story of all the young ones getting their lips dissolved now? They're mad for trend." <laughs> <laughs> and that was spelled T H E R, by the way. Mm. Uh, and then three minutes later, 
after that when he comes in again what do you say Gar? well he comes in and he says uh, what way do you make noodles powder in before or after <laughs> and uh, finally just in this section we were reminiscing about Luxembourg years ago uh, I think this was around Christmas time we were chatting so and in the middle of a chat about going away and Europe, European yeah. away we're talking about people at the game and stuff like talking to people in Luxembourg I, we, we weren't at that one ourselves but. so Barry pops in and he goes anyone else think Fast and Furious franchise has to stop <laughs> I agree though I agree <laughs> but it's just so random uh, we're going to go to the good stuff now though so yeah we Garrett Brown's guest for team of the year 2021 so he says any goalkeeper Pico Kieran Kelly Martin Finner Devoy Watts Mandrew Mandroyu Abankwa Kelly Gaffney and then Barry replies Kieran Jelly won't get anywhere near it <laughs> and back in October whether Gaffney should start or not Green is on better forlorn <laughs> and the other day he said to us <laughs> I think he was te- he was telling he was he was doing well he was coming to a game and he was like he had all his shit ready had everything all good to go he was prepared and he was like prepared to succeed failed to die. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, they they only get better now. Trust me. <clears throat> so we mentioned him dancing with Siobhan at the uh, the launch of Green Ribbon in the Four Provinces. So. This was Barry's summary of that famous dance. He said, She asked to lead. Then I nearly took out a table. <laughs> so she took a over. I love a dominate female. <laughs> and then it was the off season. Uh, and we were discussing what's on TV right now. A lot of these involved Turner actually. Back, there's, there's a response to Turner tends to happen. So Turner says he's got Adele on BBC. He's his amazing voice. Uh, some people seem to have RTE on. I think it was a Friday night. Uh, Barry comes in and he says, This Paralympian seems very annoying. Was there even anything on? <laughs> what was he watching? I think she was being interviewed on the late late or something. And then smack... <laughs> <laughs> my favourite one to be honest I don't know why I just love this one so we were trying to convince Turner to go home he's on the piss so we're trying to convince him to go home he's on the piss I'm just like just go home Turner just go home go home in comes Barry and he says why was the forest green a bonadon a bonadon there's more oh there is his summary of Wanda Nara, the wife of PSG star Mauro Icardi. She was with Maxi or some, who played with Icardi, then left for Maxi for Icardi and took the kids. Then she left Icardi after five years or so and went back. That's a fair summary, I think. Another day he says, the French are cunts, men the off raping people. Zoom of booting cats. Wasn't there something with Benzema and Valbuena as well? Scandalous country and they let the Germans take their country in two weeks. I showed that one to Conor Kearns, who we know is a huge fan of this segment, and he said, ah, that famous parallel between Zuma's cat and the war. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
over to you here. Oh, so yeah, even more. Someone says so. Uh, someone was in. Someone in the group says they got the Brentford manager's turned into a right wanker. And Barry, Barry says a Danish club to wankers. <laughs> and uh, in the, this is the last couple now. So this would have been in the last year. Uh, he met two famous uh, Scottish players. Or sorry, John Harrison is Welsh. Ex- Welsh, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he met Brian McClare and John Hartson so he got a selfie with Brian McClare he was looked unrecognisable didn't he remember with the massive beard yeah 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 so the, so the, so the selfie goes up when uh, Barry met Chucky and Barry says the following after this selfie <clears throat> I am so faster bus where is the bedroom and yeah I am so good what I'm doing what I'm doing I had John as the weather clear room (laughs) (laughs) the cypher the fucking Da Vinci called (laughs) the weather clear room what does that mean Alright, so 21, 22, he asks, lads, does hot whiskey help with the flu? 21, 24, says, do you just boil the kettle with a bit of whiskey? And then about 20 minutes later, where he says, I just put whiskey in the kettle and boil it. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see that one? I can imagine I'm just putting the fucking whiskey in the kettle. Alright, so draw that on Monday Prov 3 1 and tell it. And uh, one of those games that you knew we were going into, you were just thinking we we're going to win this one. One of those, I thought it was going to be a thumping, to be honest, but with Gannon Green and Watsall coming in with Lions playing left wing back in a different role to what he's used to. No 18.99 bar, no alcohol, or raise curry, so sack the board. It's being a Monday night game, so yeah, no excuse, Prof. And the club did rectify a crossover between stands. Situation in a follow up email, but a lot of people weren't happy. Oh, did you notice a lot of uh, fucking die hard. German type security guards. <clears throat> um, no, I know it's that. No, I know. I know. I need the security guards. Security management as well with orange bibs, and there was like a new company in all big tough Germans. Is this part of our match day operations? Could be. Yeah. Well, like you said, the problems were fixed. Uh, remember, there was all sorts of panic about that. And uh, you, you, in fairness, you said from the start, this is a temporary problem. Yeah. But it took a bit of fucking oomph to get it going, didn't it? Yeah, so you got your member guest passes there back. Uh, I mean, theoretically, we can't fit 600 members into the, the bar at one time mm-hmm. and their and their, uh, one guest. But I mean, but then you saw before the UCD game, you know, the numbers were, could have been a lot better. Yeah, so the guest passes back. People in the south stand can go over a half time. But they got to sign in and get a wristband and stuff. Usually, yeah, it's not a big yeah. deal. No big deal. So, uh, a couple of things I noticed. Uh, we have a new strengthening conditioning coach. See that? Oh, that wasn't announced. Didn't even know that. Well, it wasn't announced, but he's out. He was on the pitch, and uh, I saw a couple of people asking on Twitter because I thought it was McPhail. I wasn't paying attention. I said, "Oh, hang on, he's new. He's the handsome beardy type." And um, and then in the tunnel afterwards, I saw Ray Wien Senior talking to him. I said, oh, what's his name? And uh, he said, it's Owen. So, there you go. There you go, Owen. 
There you go. So uh, Hooperman's back as well. Hooperman is back, so he's out running the muck on the sidelines. And uh, yeah, so into the game, prof. They could have been two up again, couldn't they? They had a one or two chances. Um, I suppose you not call them maybe half chances. Half chances, yeah. yeah. But still coughing them up anyway. But back on Jack here. Bring back Jack. The assist <clears throat> counter. Actually, do you know what? Every time that Jack gets an assist, we're gonna have a little noise, and that noise is gonna be. So that is Jack back. Another assist, and um, so this is a gorgeous. On, yeah. True ball, fantastic true ball. The king of the split. He knows how to split cap, split pass. It's fucking defense splitting. It's ridiculous. There's only one word for this, and that's ah. Oh, it's one of them gorgeous. But the the thing about this was, he's not even facing the goal. He's like he's turning his body. Have you noticed that turn? The way he plays on the turn, it's ridiculous. He did it a couple of times. He did, he made that pass to Gaffney up in Derry. He gets the ball, turns, and it's not even a second look. Torns and the pass is being made while he's torn on the torn, and it's always fucking outrageous. Uh, like I, like everybody, I, I replay the back all the time. But then I just started watching his face. I was like, does he look here? And he doesn't look. It's it is like this is better than the goal, which might sound like sacrilege, but that, this pass is. So how many assists is that now, bro? Yeah. That is three. That is assists. Three. Three assists. assists. But um, yeah, it took um. Did you know it's actually Gannon looked for that pass a minute earlier. He shouted, he shouted for Jack to play it, and he ran. And then Jack went for a different option. I just love that they were planning this, this exact run, and it was time to perfection. And credit to Gannon too, lovely finish. Oh. No one else in the league can not only see that pass but execute it. Mm. Ridiculous. So that's. We we probably should have won this game by a lot more, but say those games where we need someone to turn the key. Well, actually, even in this game, we kind of took us a while to get going, didn't it? Until this pass. Yeah, yeah, it took us a bit a bit of time to kind of get motoring. So I think some of you put at the cutting edge, like this, that can be the difference in these games. And then on to forty-one, where Jack just takes a ball. This turn again. This is what I'm talking about. This this way, the way he can swivel on the ball, turns and just lets rip with an absolute thunder bastard of a goal. And buries the keeper, and Jack is well and truly back. So an absolute whirlwind oh. start to the season for him. Three assists, one goal, looking good, prof. He took three touches to line it up, and then what a strike! Yep, what a goal that is. So going in at halftime, very happy campers, and um, a good two 0 up at halftime. You know, it's it's a good score to go in. But once we restarted, prof, we didn't start like a house on fire. I think we spoke about this before. I think it was on the Invincible seasons that we struggled between 45 and 60 at times. And uh, 63rd minute, Evan Weir buried a spill from, from Manus. Was it a spill? Yeah. You, a save? Yeah, you, you have to say there's a mistake from Al. Uh, Todd was, was kind of poor to concede like that. And I just so. thought to myself, 2-1 is not a score. You want to, you don't want to be conceding a 2-0 up at 60 minutes. They have a half an hour to wind on their backs. A little bit of spunk now, you know. It was I was a bit weary for a while. But they, in fairness to Drada, they actually threw everything at us. Hmm. And we ended up catching them. Do you notice they're actually kind of tidy on the ball? They were. They, was, they, were, they were tidy enough, but I just don't think they have enough to, yeah. to kind of really trouble teams. I mean, they've no... Connor Foley. Not Connor Foley. Connor Foley. Adam Foley. Should be scoring goals in that team. It depends on if he picks the form up that he had for Harps before. But 
they look dang like they have they have like quick passes as they're like getting in on goal but you're right will they score enough goals like exactly, I, I've, yeah. I've tipped them to finish bottom haven't I I think so yeah um, but like I said we they were throwing the, they threw the kitchen sink at us and then we broke from a corner I think it was and a very very beautifully weighted pass from Ronan Finn skipper into Borky and Borky doesn't miss this prof even the keeper the way he advanced <clears> he, he hesitated about coming and then he stopped and he was advancing he stopped and then he came again and Borky just thought Borky's looking at him going he's not confident just strokes it by him yeah. and a lovely finish and Bork doesn't miss them and of course a little bit so, of a little bit of a hissy fit yeah pointing to himself or it's, well pointing over the bench and then his chest basically saying you know I oh, should be starting yeah so a lot of fans are kind of uh, I think Brad knows what he's like at this stage I don't think he's going to take, take, talk too much into a prof I don't think so yeah. we had some late chances with Oidemo which was actually harder to miss I don't know how he put that over the bar it was actually harder to do that yeah this was like this last kick of yeah, the game I, go, nearly, I was looking at like, going well, he's getting in the good positions and he had a header as well I think Danny Danny had a chance he should have scored am I right was that the one yeah no Borky had a chance he should have squared it for Danny all day that was a tap in but yeah we had a couple of late chances but um but no happy enough with that three points I mean yeah like that's the second home game in a row now where we're able to bring on Berkey and then he finds himself in a one on one and he seals the points so it's, yeah. it's great to be able to like we brought on Ron and Finn this game like we're got an embarrassment of riches yeah. here Carvin teams open it was it was good good to see and a good <clears> little bit of a warm up for Friday and that was actually Jack Burns 19th goal for the club and it was Berkey's 52nd goal Ooh. but he's still one behind Ronan Finn oh he's going he's going to be he's going to be I'm sure he will uh, so we're back to winning ways yeah got to be happy with that three points on a Monday night and uh, balmy enough nice enough nice enough weather it wasn't too cold and the 4,000 yeah. crowd as well so you got to be happy with all the season ticket fans turning up 4,000 I think if I came out with an average of 4,000 I'd be happy every every week so if you if you think back to the Michael O'Neill here what what were you getting on a Monday night a home two to and a half a lesser side two and a half lucky even yeah probably two or less so and even go back to twenty nineteen our minimum our hardcore level for this sort of game would be three thousand now it's four yeah I know it's crazy we're doing well prof we're doing well but we will move and on we, and we've started with the two teams likely in a relegation battle you know our first two games and we've got to combine. Uh, total of 9,000 there you know dreadful weather for one and uh, the next one's Bowes you can imagine it's going to be absolutely jam packed for Bowes yeah, it's going to be jam packed for Pats Dundalk. like this is going to be a real big game so it's good to have good attendances against the kind of smaller teams you could say but happy enough anyway with that prof and um, we move on to fo- have you ever used the word scran I have never used the word scran no it's not an Irish word but it's a good it's a good account so Footy Scran, a Twitter account with nearly 270k followers, posted a picture of the battered sausages and chips with curry sauce from the game. Five euro. It's not five euro. It's six. And it's a call a Hooper special. And uh, not a big fan myself. Like the nachos though. I go for the nachos. I'm told it's not for football nachos, but it's very nice. Um, not mad on the Hooper special. It's no pulled pork. I actually don't know if I've had it. No, I might, not, it's, I it's might try it out of curiosity now. I'm not, mad, uh, about it. I'm not mad about it, to be honest. But the way this account works is, Gareth, they put it to a vote and the results came in and it was 77% scran. No. And 23% no scran. No scran. Um, um, the lads were actually 
kind of provoked a debate about the best food at away grounds. I'm sure we've talked about this many times before. Longford but, uh, for me, now that's the food I've tried. Longford had pulled pork, artisan, buns, fucking posh gear. Like it was fucking gorgeous. The Talman. There's a Talman burger for Talman you. Park, that's out in front. Uh, people saying dairy, I'd agree with that. That's, that's one of the best. I'm actually looking forward to going back to UCD and getting the hot dog. Oh, yes. That was outrageous. What about the Mon dog? Yeah. Uh, just a quick stat. Um, food stat? No, not food. Uh, until last year, we actually had a great record in Monday home league games. So, between the years 2013 and 2021, we played 14 home league games on the Monday and we won all 14. Whoa! <laughs> Monday club! <laughs> yeah. So that was 14 consecutive wins until we were beaten by Sligo in May. That put an end to it. And then we drew against Bowes. That's the one where we went down to 10 men. So we're back to winning ways on the Mondays. Oh yeah. Um, Big shout out to the Monday <coughs> club in the four provinces as well. Tommy Kelly and the flock of boards in there. And a few Rovers fans having an old jamming session after a game. Don't forget that every Monday, the flock of birds. And a quick note on the programme. If you remember my first one, Q- Q&A feature with the next player was Robbie Gaffney and then this one was Robbie Horgan who was at the game actually uh, I talked to him the draw had a one he's up there with a bunch of uh, legends and ex-players now oh yes uh, Leon Paul's on the cover of this programme for draw had a, and according to the team sheet we had two goalkeepers on the bench the other being Tom's Lettuce <laughs> who is a young Lithuanian goalkeeper who uh, we initially thought was a new signing, but because he was on, he seemed to be on trial in preseason. But no, actually, he played for our 17s last year. Oh, he's good not, stuff. He's not a new signing, but he was named on the bench. But actually, he wasn't even there. He couldn't make the game. Uh, so that was Tom Lettuce, and I can't think of any vegetable-related jokes right now. No, no cabbages. So Jack interview prof, smiling his face again. This uh, this is one you've enjoyed, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think I talked to him since the three-two. Uh, Dundalk two years ago so a uh, long time since I talked to Jack good um, to hear him though good to hear him happy again And yeah he was happy and he was very humble about the goals and stuff uh, he said I'm sure Graham will be banging down the gaffer's door soon Ooh, to start cause a bit of strife there yeah um, Rebecca Dunn put me onto a staff from Conan Byrne on Twitter uh, I don't know if she's asked me to verify it or what but He's claiming that we've never scored when Sean Gannon... Or sorry, we've never lost a game when Sean Gannon scored. And off the top of my head, I was like, no. <laughs> 2012 FBI Cup. He scored in the last minute at Talca Park against Shelburne. I remember that, yeah. Fat Philly scored and, that day, 3-2. And we got knocked out. So, yeah. no dice. No dice. Uh, speaking of Con or Conan... Uh, the LOI Arena podcast guy put on ice. Car Murphy announced this. Oh no. Yep. Why? Crack open uh, the ice. Commitment from, from both guys. Oh, Con does a lot of commentary work. Uh, Conan, I think, I don't know if it was family and teaching and stuff that was keeping him. Uh, well, he's welcome on the show any day. Con isn't. Well, Con is, not Con. <laughs> um. Yeah, so uh, other results, prop. Open well, it. One thing, thoughts on uh, Andy Lyons because he was left wing back, obviously out of position. I like the look of him. Would you rather him or Cotter there? Both, both. Uh, 
on the wrong side with different feet. I don't, it's too kind of early to judge Lions. Cotter doesn't really do it for me there, to be honest. Cotter came I'm going to switch it up in my starting 11s <coughs> here. You're going to see it. After Fruge got injured against UCD, Cotter came on. And he was actually... he was He's lightning quick, so don't forget. He was lightning quick, but he didn't have a good game when he came on. He was no. kind of sloppy and wasteful. And uh, I don't know why you'd have him against Derry, but... I have to keep. He has to keep turning in, like isn't yeah, it? he's gone on his right foot. It's so not, it's never effective. Need a few more games, maybe, to judge that one. Because mm. um, afterwards we were the media, we were kind of um, in front of the dugouts. So I'm like, I'm talking to Jack, and then Jack will go away to the the circle of all the you know the print media journalists. Yeah. So he'll talk to them at the same time, and then there's always like one or two other people there, and there was a young fella there who I didn't recognise. And he could have just waited for Jack. I don't know why. But instead he went for Cotter. Who didn't play in the game. No way. And I think Cotter, I think Cotter politely declined. Because he didn't play in the game. So I think he felt there was no... The it wasn't, it wasn't really appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that, I get that. And then he goes for Richie Towell. Who played 10 minutes in the game. So viewers are just looking at this. Why, why are you talking to Richie Tell? Who it's, was he in the end? I don't know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's quite strange. Yeah, so we move on to the other results prop. Opening day. Bad start for Duffer. <laughs> Shelbourne being treated at home. Pats Dundalk 2, Derry 2. <clears> the Finharps dropped the game and the Slugger Bowls games were postponed because of the storm. Don't know which one. Eunice. Oh, Gary, the poor 1,700 Bowls fans on the train. Oh, the whole train booked out. Oh, such disappointment. Uh, the following day we had UCD nil, Finharps nil. Pats losing at home to Sligo. That was a shock. And dropped it at home to Shell. So Shell's got the first away win. They beat dropped it in Huggy Doherty Park. And Dundalk twice equalised that daily round to draw 2 2 with Bowes. So goals galore there. It's called Head in the Game Park now, isn't it? Uh, Huggy Doherty Park. No more crisps. United Park. And on Monday, Did Bowes. You see the, uh, the Pats 3 0 win against Shelburne. Dan Karras had a goal ruled out for offside. <coughs> he did the flip and all. He did the flip. <laughs> the flare got lit. The flip was, it was yeah. done. It was brilliant. Yeah, it was amazing. <coughs> um, so we're moving on to other ones. We had Bowes getting their first win. Another defeat for Pats. So Bowes beat them 1-0. Apparently Pats with Dort. So lo- I like to hear that. Two defeats on the run-up to a game against us. So happy enough. Hopefully we can go and we can smash them. And then we uh, two scoreless draws between Derry and Sligo and between UCD and Shelburne. So teams are dropping points all, all over the place. So there's no real dominant force at the minute. I think we'll rise to the top. Um, which means the Hoops are only top of the league by six points. So or We have six points. So the only team to win twice so far. Yeah, the other result there was <coughs> Dundalk beat Harps 3-0 Oriel Park. And Dundalk have a new 19-year-old Scottish midfielder won Stephen Bradley mm-hmm. four goals in three games four in three games yeah Flying there's now. only two Stephen Bradley yeah well and his uh, his father would be of a persuasion in particular that exists in <coughs> Glasgow who like to march mm-hmm. and who like to beat their drums up and well, down Catholic areas well he spells Stephen with a V that that says it all yeah right? that's it that's ultimately yeah it's like Pajo if you cut your toast down the middle you're a Protestant <laughs> So you're tossing how the league is shaping up like it's looking like it's going to be competitive. Ah, it's early days, man. It's early days. But competitive, I think once they get the four series out of the way, we'll <coughs> start clicking. We'll find our best 11. We'll find how to rotate and we will start clicking and we'll go on a really good run second and third series. 
and then I think that will put us out of sight, hopefully. But what well, we talked about before the season started, we're like just. There's loads more stories and rivalries between teams which will probably suit us and Duffer has kind of taken a lot of the attention. Like if you if you open the papers on the the Saturday morning after we beat UCD on opening day, like Duffer's face is on all the the back page and all And it's I mean? brilliant, isn't it? It's brilliant yeah. seeing his face there in <laughs> agony. That's all the hype, but we prefer it that way. I like, I like yeah. the deflection taken off us, but um uh that draw the keeper actually. Uh, how do you pronounce his name? Od- Odomosu. Odomosu. He? he was he was on trial in a few plays, wasn't he? Uh, did you, did you hear Dan McDonald talk about this? I heard about yes. Yeah, his, his judgment wasn't great on it. Said he kind of could have dealt with it a little bit better. I've been banging that drum for years now. I just I hate League of Ireland players going on trial. Absolute bullshit, isn't it? You don't want to, so you don't. Fuck off! I'm refusing the trial. It's real disrespectful towards the league as well, isn't it? Watch the player play in the game and then you decide whether or not to sign him. Yep. And like, totally if agree. If you go over there and you're over there for Christmas and you're hanging around training, like your value like, has probably dropped already. In pre-season as well, by the way, this is. So like, it's totally disrupting your pre-season. Yeah. So like Dan, Dan went into detail about that and, and then he ends up coming back to Pats, who I don't know if he will... He'll challenge the, the goalkeeper unknown from West Ham. Every goal I've seen him concede, he looks poor. Yeah. He looks really poor, so we'll see what happens with that anyway. Um, the first vision we had some high scores. We won't, we won't call out all of them, but uh, Cork hit Bray for six in the Carlisle grounds, and then there was some sort of fighting going on in the in the home end. Flag uh, Robin. The old Cork and Bray Royal Regard all the way back. Oh, Deep hatred. Yes. Tribal. <laughs> Or maybe it's a Cork and Cabo feud. That Bray situation, there was a fella on that late night show and he was talking about it and it sounds grim. Sounds grim for Bray, so all the best players left, it sounds fucking terrible. But um, yeah, so the first division prof, that's a roundup. And of course, next up we have Gary Shaw. Daddy Cool has no club. Currently negotiating with him to sign for Glenmore Rovers. UCFL 3B, 3A, I'm not sure which one it is. But Gary Shaw, we are going to try and sit down best way to negotiate with him is possibly force him or kidnap a member of his family then force him to play up front for Glenmore. <laughs> other than that I don't think they've got a show but I was tra- we're trying to get him in there give him some game time a few minutes and uh, we're not sure who's going to sign for next so yeah next up we have starting 11s and predictions so Prof I have a have a different one this week I'm left actually field, you said. Still, yeah, still kind of messing with it here. Right, yeah, left field. Fuck it, why not? So, man, and goal. Grace Lopez Gannon, right? I want that back three back. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Love them. Green are left wing back. Ooh. Finn and Gary O'Neill in the middle. I think we need Finn in the middle. I think, we, I think we're lacking energy in there. And we're lacking his press. And we don't get enough out of like, maybe Watts or, or Tell alongside Gary O'Neill. I think we need a little bit extra. I'm putting Finn in there. I'm still stuck with who I want to put on the right. I, initially I had Carter, but then, do you know what? I think I want Lions. I wanted to see Lions in this situation. So Carter's gone. So Lions right wing back, and I'm going to go Jack, Watsy, and Burke. Burke up top. Jack, Watsy, and Burke. So who's. So, so no, Manus, no, Grace Lopez, Gannon. No Gaffney. No Gaffney, no Mandroyu, no Tell, no Oidemo. <laughs> uh, loads of good subs on the bench. Danny to spring from the bench. It's a, it's a, it's left field. I like your I like your Finn 
Something about Rishon Park, I don't know. I always like Finner to play yeah, Rishon Park. Yeah, I think Park. we just need a little tight, compact space. Him being able to push on with the press and put a little bit more pressure on their <coughs> defence because they're, they're poor at the back. So I think I'm going to focus on Finn pushing on and actually giving, putting pressure on them. Gary O'Neill can kind of sit back. We have Lions or Greener. Greener can tuck in. Whatever way we want to work <coughs> it, I'm going to go Lions on the right. I was going to go Carter, give him a chance on his right foot, but I think I want Lions in there. And like I said, Bork up top. Fuck it. Two goals, two sub-appearances. Watson Jack behind them. We can bring on Danny or Gaff if we need it. And I'm going to go... I'm going to go... Oh, God. Tough enough for a prediction, actually. I'm going to say goals to flow. I'm going to say... I'm going to say 3-0. 3-0 in Richmond Park. 3-0. Yeah. I like it. No, man, I've had a bad week, prop. <laughs> well, given they should have hockeyed us in the Presidents' Cup, I know they've been in decline since, but... Uh, yeah, I'm gonna keep Lions left wing back because Ooh. I think we need a run of games with a, with a in that position. Obviously, Fruja could come back in the yeah. next week or two, and then he might take the spot. So I'm gonna keep Finner over there. Uh, so I think I think I'm keeping the same team basically because I don't ever want to drop Gaffney. Um, so you're putting Lions on the left. Who are you putting on the right? Uh, Finner. So Finner on the right, and then who's yeah. the middle with Gary O'Neill? So yeah, O'Neill, Watts, Madrayu, Jack, uh, Jack, and Gaffney. Gaff, yeah. you're dropping Borky, yeah. What's your prediction? Prediction. <clears throat> yeah, I'm feeling the win as well. Oh yeah, feeling the win. I'm gonna say an old two-one win. Last minute goal. Ah Jesus, <laughs> we've done that enough there, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So How much more can they take of that? Yeah, true. So, Junior Hoops news. Uh, we have uh, a meeting at the stadium, 12pm on Saturday, March 12th. That's Saturday, March 12th for the Junior Hoops meeting. Collection of Junior Hoops goodie bags. Stadium tour, team talk by Brad's and a photo up with trophies. So, make sure you head on down. I'll be there with Moya. And it is always a great day out for the Junior Hoops as they do fantastic work. So that's it. We have uh, 1150 <coughs> 11, pat tickets were allocated to us. They gave us a broken link on Tuesday night. Had to send out a new one on Wednesday, so there's mayhem on Twitter. So eventually, well, it was a members link, wasn't it? But it seems to have spread around the place. Although the club said that they will refund anybody who's not a member if they don't match up the members' emails. But they've only got like a day now to do this. Yeah, it's a mess. Um, um, but that's just the way it is, man. Members have privileges. <laughs> this is just the way it is. It's the way it's always been. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're 13 games unbeaten against Pats, so Q Maloney, we're Jinx. jinx. Fucking uh, jinx, Kyle. But we've not, ke- we've not kept a clean sheet against them in five games, so that's a true and a bad one there as well. Ridiculous. Uh, did you see the, the Bowes goal against them? With the ball, what the long ball. That's what I'm looking at. That's what I'm looking at there. I'm looking at Finn pressing that. And, like, both of them. No one wanted it. What the fuck were they? Good finish, in fairness, from Malin. That's the bounce twice. Good finish from Mallon, but my God, that's a mortal sin if there ever is one. Turn nah. your laces during the game, mortal sin. Turn your back on the ball, mortal sin. Letting the ball bounce in your own half once is a mortal sin. I'm going twice. That's some of the worst defending you will Fucking ever terrible. see. That's Jack terrible. Scott on loan from Wolves. Problem is, they probably won't start him against us now after that one. I know, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. yeah. Just a note on <clears throat> is this our first trip to Richmond without the roof? Sir, oh yes because the last one was <coughs> locked down the last one was locked mm. down and I had that uh, little enclave of hoops behind the, the dugout so, so yeah it definitely is if you look around the league now uh, shells away terrace the body block ends roofless no seats 
So, am I correct in this in that you got pats, shells, bows, harps, dundalk, no away coverings? Well, pretty much, no no seats really either, so it's 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 damning, isn't it, when you think about it? And even UCD, I think it's only partly covered, isn't it? So, if you're just throwing in eight to that one, you might get a roof there. Yeah. Yeah, you're right there. You're right there, actually. Yeah, and uh, you'll be struggling to get a roof in the mem in the section in Pats mm. as well because it's coveted. A lot of people go there. And where did that moron launch that bazooka? One in the own one of the few one of the few girls you have a roof. <laughs> oh God, oh, I fucking hate rovers. <laughs> oh, that's it for this week. So. Next week it's a rather special edition of the Titties Hotline. We'll keep that one under half an hour, but we will hope to see you in Richmond Park and let's bring home the three points from the Diet Dublin Derby. So that's it for this week. Keep on hooping. See ya. In the morning.